0: First day of school is under Austin students' belts. We ask school and state leaders about keeping children safe in the classroom this year
1: and every year. And look at this, a cool front is actually moving into Central Texas right now, changing our weather this week. Your first warning forecast is coming up.
2: The search for the missing teen following a boat crash on Lake Austin last night, still underway. Hear from a witness who saw the accident unfold.
0: But first, thousands of Central Texans won't have to travel as far to get world-class cancer treatment. Thanks for joining us. I'm Daniel Muddin.
2: I'm Avery Travis. Today, the governor and the University of Texas announced a partnership with UT and MD Anderson. Cakes and Sarah Alshe shows us where it will go.
3: Behind me is where officials say these hospitals will be built. They say the Frank Irwin Center will be torn down to make space for a UT Medical Center. It's an estimated $2.5 billion construction project. Officials say the Medical Center will consist of two new hospitals. One that's a state-of-the-art UT Specialty Hospital and another led by MD Anderson Cancer Center. Officials say it will bring a full spectrum of cancer services with it. That includes 150 inpatient beds, more than 230 outpatient exam rooms, procedure rooms, and a pharmacy. Governor Greg Abbott says this partnership with MD Anderson would enhance medical availability in Central Texas and help educate future physicians.
4: Families across Central Texas are affected by cancer every single year. Rather than them having to go to Houston for the best care, they can now stay close to home for that care.
3: An MD Anderson Cancer Center officials said in 2022, more than 5000 people who live in Austin went to Houston to receive treatments at their hospital. They say this will now bring those services to them. Back to you in the studio.
5: We are being asked to comply with bad law that will throw us out of balance.
0: Well, as students at Austin ISD returned to school today, the district is talking about how it will not be complying with a new state law.
2: Yeah, the Austin ISD police chief says the district would need 109 officers in order to get an officer on every campus, along with those supervisors and support staff.
0: KXN investigator Kelly Wiley reports Austin ISD officials project that the state mandate will cost them millions even with state funding.
5: As school buses take off, and parents drop their little ones off for the first day. School leaders are still trying to figure out how to comply with the state's newest safety regulations. House Bill 3 sets new minimum safety standards for school buildings, requires employees get mental health training, and mandates school districts put an armed officer or employee on every campus by September 1st. Austin ISD says it will cost the district more than $9 million and will require them to find and train more than 100 new officers. Post COVID, it's always been this challenging for every, we're not the
0: only police department that's struggling to to find people.
1: So this is an unfunded
0: mandate. Yes. yes. Okay,
5: thank you. AISD officials say the state funding formula will provide the district $2.5 million for school safety, not even half the projected cost. Clarify, At a recent school question, board meeting, um, trustees and, 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 did not say they'd be in full uh, compliance by September 1st. I would fully expect that we move with all deliberate speed, which is to say that we're hiring folks with the right disposition that we in no ways sacrifice any of our training. Del Valle ISD school board also expressed similar concerns about maintaining the standard and quality of the officers that they hire. There is an option for school districts to submit what's called a good cause exemption, but that would mean districts need to come up with an alternative plan. In Austin, Kelly
2: Wiley, KXAN News. Kelly, thank you. HB three originally set aside more funding for schools. But when the legislation hit the Senate floor, that funding was slashed. We asked state Senator Sarah Eckhart why districts didn't get more money for safety. I believe a majority of my colleagues will believe that this bill satisfies that issue has checked that box. So I, I hope that the basic allotment and the security allotment are increased appropriately and provide sufficient um, latitude for schools to decide what they really need to make them, them and their students and their students' families truly safe. KXAN investigators looked into all the areas dealing with this issue. In this story on KXAN.com, we have an interactive map that shows just how many officers each district would need to comply with HB3. You can find this report right now under the investigations tab.
0: Well, the first day of school started off hot for students at McKellum High School. The main air conditioning for the school wasn't working this morning. Austin ISD operations says the AC is now back for most of the classrooms. However, the chillers for the theater and arts spaces are still down. We also got reports of cooling issues at the Liberal Arts and Sciences Academy. AISD says chillers there are working but a rented chiller isn't running fully due to a compressor being out. They assure the AC is working and on even if it didn't run at maximum capacity earlier today and they say contractors will work on the problem with the rental tonight. We learned about these issues after viewers reached out to us, so if you have anything you think that we should look into, just scan that QR code right there on your screen or send us an email to report it at kxan.com.
2: For the first time, we're seeing video of the boat that crashed onto the shore of Lake Austin last night. ATC-EMS says one teenager is missing because of it. Six others were involved, four injured. Two others did not need to go to the hospital. Ken Campbell, assistant chief of the Seabar Fire Department, says the crash happened after a boat went over the wake of another boat and lost control. Then the boat hit the bank. We talked to personal injury lawyer James Wood, who saw it all happen.
1: It was just ghastly, and it um, it took us by surprise. And in fact, one of my friends who is on board with me also works in personal injury, and we were all shocked.
2: Officials did not confirm if the passengers were wearing life jackets. APD says a multi-agency recovery operation is currently underway with the primary focus being finding that missing person.
0: All right, let's check in with David now. We have some
1: oh so slight relief headed our way. Finally, we got a couple changes to look toward and the first one is actually arriving right now. It hasn't arrived yet though. It's partly cloudy and very hot again out there over Westlake Hills. Live view from the beautiful shot on the Lorenz and Lorenz 360 cam. It's 105 in Austin. We set a record high today at the airport. Triple digits extend even all throughout the hill country with another excessive heat warning in effect. But as we bake in the longest heat wave unbroken in our history, 38 days in a row now of triple digits, guess what? We've actually got a cool front entering the northern hill country now. This is the satellite and radar showing a few popcorn, puffy clouds, and a couple showers trying to approach San Saba and Lampasas counties. It's hot as ever here, but look at this, 82 up in Amarillo behind the front. This front makes it through everywhere overnight tonight, so I'll show you what to expect behind it and even better changes next week. Next in your forecast.
2: Ahead, we now know the name of a man found dead after a Cedar Park SWAT call. What else police are saying about this incident?
0: And as the death toll from the Hawaii wildfires continues to grow, so does the destruction. What you can do to help Today, police explained what led up to a SWAT call in a Cedar Park hotel. Police say it started when they served what they called a high-risk warrant at a hotel on East Whitestone Boulevard. They believe a family violence-related assault had taken place and the suspect was still inside the hotel room and that they posed a threat to law enforcement. While police eventually found a man dead in the room, he has been identified as 37-year-old Jacob Black from Kingsland, Texas. Police say this remains under investigation.
2: The Austin Fire Department put out a brush fire they say started at a homeless camp overnight. The fire started around 11 last night near I-35 and Stassney Lane in South Austin. It burned a half an acre. AFD says no one was hurt, but some items in the camp were damaged.
1: Record high temperatures today at the Austin Airport, where so far we've topped out at 106, beating the previous record by one degree, just short of a record as of 5 p.m. in Austin, 105, as opposed to the record of 107. Coming up, how far temperatures drop tomorrow behind a weak cool front, the coolest morning temperatures in more than two months, and also when rain is becoming much more likely.
0: We have some new video out of Lahaina, Hawaii as we're learning that two people survived the raging wildfire last week by jumping into a swimming pool. Take a look at this. They shot this cell phone video from the pool showing the fires burning the vacation condos all around them. The wildfire destroyed more than 2,700 structures in Lahaina. The death toll is around 96. That's making it the deadliest wildfire in modern history, modern U.S. history, surpassing the 2018 campfire in California that killed 85 people. And overnight, Hawaii's governor warned that the death toll is expected to grow as the search and recovery efforts
4: continue.
2: NBC's Jay Gray joins us from one of the burned out communities on the island with the latest.
4: Hey there, good evening and the devastation overwhelming on the island here. In fact, I want to give you a look at some of what teams are dealing with right now. And you can see the ash, the rubble, the crumbled cinder block here. This type of scene, scenario playing out in some areas for miles. Entire neighborhoods swallowed by the flames. Recovery teams continue to pour into the area and are working through situations like this trying to find anything they can in this rubble and unfortunately uncovering at times victims from the fire. Unfortunately the governor believes the number of dead here is going to grow and perhaps significantly. He says it's going to be a long and meticulous process searching through the ash and rubble uh, like you see behind us here that could take another ten days or more. Uh, that while there are hundreds of families Uh, who have lost everything here displaced and uh, really with nowhere to go long term, many staying outside of the burn zone with relatives or friends or in shelters, which continue to grow here. But there are a thousand people or more still missing. Now, some of those may have lost their phone or haven't communicated at this point. That's obviously the hope. But again, the governor believes Uh, that the death toll here will climb. But what you hear from a lot of those who are struggling here right now is that they will be back and they are committed to making sure they bring this area back. It is going to be a long haul in some areas. More than a year, uh, they say, that they are ready to make that happen. It's a situation that continues to unfold and will continue to follow it. For now, though, I'm Jay Gray on Maui. Back to you.
2: Our sister station in Honolulu, K-H-O-N, and the American Red Cross are right now raising money for wildfire victims. So far, they've received more than $30,000 in donations. We've got a donation page set up on our website for you to help these people impacted by these horrible fires. A young man in New York is doing his part to help out victims in Hawaii. He's selling lemonade to raise money for the people who lost it all. Meet 8-year-old Julian Businessman, that's what he calls himself at least, who with his straw hat set up a table and some cups and of course some ice cold drinks. He says he's sending every cent he makes to Maui to help because it's simply the right thing to do. And what does he think of his customers?
1: I mean, I wouldn't call them customers, customers. I just call them donators because they didn't really buy lemonade. They more just donated.
2: Wise beyond his years, I think. Uh, Julian's a pretty cu- tough kid as well. Get this, in the spring, he was robbed while selling those cold drinks. But he says even that is not going to stop him from making a difference.
0: So sweet. So good to see that. All right, David. So we're waiting for this uh, breaking the humidity.
1: Yes, and we're going to get it. And then it comes back. But next week, actually, some things we'll be even more excited about. So let's dive in. Finally, I'm not just saying the same thing every single night. We've got some changes coming beginning shortly. 105, though. It's very hot under scattered clouds on the Austinian weather camp. Let's dive into what's going on. We've got a light southeast wind just 3 miles per hour in Austin. But look at the wind arrows. A rare August northerly breeze is blowing in just gently to the northern hill country. This is happening as that awful heat dome has shifted northwest west of our area and the flow around it is pushing a front through our area, not just approaching it. So overnight tonight is when we start to see this front moving through. The most immediate impact, just a little 10% chance of a downpour well northwest of Austin this evening. Notice on the latest new 5 p.m. data from our high-resolution model, just a couple little isolated downpours even north of Llano and Burnett through sundown tonight. They never make any southward progress toward Austin, and even up in the northern hill country, this will be welcome, but it's not going to make a cent of difference in our lake levels nor in our drought conditions. This won't be the rain that will do it. Let's talk about the cooler and less humid weather, though. Even though we're not expecting the rain in Austin, the light cool front, or the wind shift at least, will be moving into town by tomorrow morning. Behind it, we have a full day of a breezy north wind tomorrow. That should drop our temperatures by 3-5 to degrees area-wide. Unfortunately, that means our triple digits will continue in Austin, but we will be closer to 100 than 105. Some areas northwest of Austin will only stay in the upper 90s, so a little bit of an improvement. Here's when I want you to go outside. It's not tomorrow morning. It is late tomorrow night into Wednesday morning. Clear your schedule. Go for a jog. Take the kids to work. If you can walk there or roll the windows down. We're talking about low temperatures Wednesday morning. The coolest since early June. More than two months ago. Upper 60s in some of the suburbs near 70 in Austin. That drop in humidity will feel wonderful in the morning and during the afternoons notice though after the muggy meter dips on Tuesday into Wednesday the heat builds back and the humidity does as well Thursday we're talking about record highs close to 110 in Austin but we've got better signs for relief next week remember last week I kept saying after August 20th things might change August 22nd well now we're getting some more clarity on what goes on let's look into the long-range model this coming weekend the heat dome moves up over Chicago potentially sending them over 100 degrees but that also gets it out of the way of Texas and opens the door to a tropical disturbance of some kind or variety. Next Tuesday, Wednesday, we're looking at the best chances of rain in a while. Some computer models, which are good ones, suggest a 30 or 40% chance this could be a tropical depression or maybe something slightly stronger. Of course, the details on that are impossible since this hasn't even formed yet. But next week, I really think this could actually break our 100-degree stretch in Austin, the longest on record. Tonight's forecast, not much changing yet. 78 as winds gradually turn to the north. Tomorrow, breezy north winds drop the humidity. They don't drop the temperatures that much. Still 103 in Austin. And unfortunately, with tomorrow's sunshine and lighter winds, we've got an ozone action day for high levels of pollution. Maybe limit your pollution footprint where possible. After that, record heat on Thursday, but that's the only record high we've got for once. Over the next seven days, blazing sunshine still this weekend, but a slight chance of rain introduced next Monday and higher chances of rain coming in between the 22nd and 28th next work week.
0: Another indictment for former President Trump could come any day now. What it means for the upcoming GOP debate and how people are saying they're feeling indictment fatigue.